Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network and sponsored by Film Obsessive. This is the Tyrese Film Movie Debate, hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. And I'm a changed man because I have a big yes. announcement to make before I give you my name. Uh, but I'm known by many names uh, throughout this world, but uh, many know me as the Marvel Shill. Uh oh. Uh, and this is not this is not an indictment on this movie that we're going to be talking about or, or Marvel in general. But I, I think I think my time has passed. The mantle has passed. I don't think I'm the Marvel Shill anymore. Oh. I, I think, I think I'm just good old William Johnson. No way. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. wait till our colleagues hear this. Well, this is yeah, a must I, listen to recording here. Man. Yeah. All right. I can't wait to hear where this is going. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're damn glad to have you now that this is this wall is crumbling down. Call Berlin. Um, <laughs> this is all for Tantrum's sake. We're share passions and high fives washed away. Any place for hate or nicknames. No matter what, we encourage you all to love what you love. Or abandon what you abandoned. But for now, the gloves are off and the hiss of it is on. This week, we're talking about The Marvels, the newest MCU film. I believe it's the 33rd MCU film. It's been recommended to us by um, no one that's a white male. Um, so our format, our fragile white man from the South, um, our format is this. The recommending lover goes first. They will get five unearthed minutes to shower their praise and state their high-minded case. The hater will follow with five unearthed minutes of their own to present their own counterpoints with any manner of intellectual scorched earth. After that, we'll open up for about a half an hour of shared conversation with a hiss if it really gets chippy. Well, if you're crumbling like that, are you the well, hater here? No, mm. no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not a hater. And Dang. I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I actually enjoyed the Marvels quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a defender of latter-day Marvel. I, I don't think right. it's as good. But I, I have to admit, I don't know if it's my increasing age or whatever, but, wow. you know, like, when I... Because you got to remember, I had to ask you a Marvel question. I know. You saw, you saw this as a, a press screening. I, for some yeah. reason, didn't get the invite for some reason, which well, is Well, you know, hey. Um, it happens. But I had to ask you... Uh-huh. Because I'm actually behind. Like I've actually for the first time probably in 15 years behind on the content. I haven't watched Secret Invasion yet. I haven't been like I I see the movies, but yeah. I, I have I, I but I I don't have like that I got to go see them at midnight, that level of anticipation I mm-hmm. used to have. I I do find myself, you know, just like anybody else sometimes like when you follow a band, I mean there's some bands you live and die for, like for me it's Metallica no matter what they put out, I'm going uh-huh. to worship them. And then there's some bands where you're like, you know, I mean, like a Weezer, where you're kind of like, yeah, you know, the first 10, 15 years, I'm good. But then after that, <laughs> I'm not so much. I'm not saying I'm giving up on the Marvel machine. I'm just saying that. Wow. I think yeah. that I think that I mean, it's obviously very important to me. It's something sure. I've loved my whole life. But I, I think the way that it currently is structured. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I am happy that they're going to be taking some breaks. It oh, looks like they're too. pushing a lot of stuff back. Strike couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, I, I just think that. Um, I just think that uh, where they're going overall um, is yeah. not my not my cup of tea. Uh, it's a, it's a different era of it. Yeah. Um, are Wait. there still some amazing things out of post Endgame that I really love? Obviously, Shang Chi is sure. one of my top one hundred films of all time. I love Doctor Strange too. Um, I was a defender of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of see it as a, maybe a little too much right now. Well, and, dare I and, say, dare I yeah. say the buzzword is this superhero fatigue? No, are you not, a magazine victim right now? It's not a, um, it's not superhero fatigue. Yeah, Cause you know uh, me, I, I have, I have superhero fatigue. 
I, I think just like anything else, uh, overexposure. Yeah. You know, you're good. Yep. We, that's the word. we saw this. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So yeah, for whatever reason, I like how our five I, minutes are out the window right now. <laughs> yeah, screw the five minutes. Do you no, think, uh, do you think? No, for whatever reason, I've kind of been, I, I've kind of been interested in like what films have opened as number one. Cause every now and then I've, I've always been like, You'll see something in a, like a really weird week where like nothing comes out and it'll be well, like some strange movie. What, like you know Five I mean? Nights Against Freddy makes eighty million dollars, right? Well, no, I just mean Crazy something like, like that. Something like in January, like a horror film that no one ever remembers, like is number <laughs> right. one that one week, you know? Right. So I've been putting together these lists on Letterbox of, um, you know, films that are number one at the box office, but I'm also tracking like to name it an era i'm tracking like what were the highest grossing films domestically worldwide uh-huh. and who was like number one at the box office the longest right okay. for like the longest kind of streaks so i've done it for yeah. i've done it from uh the COVID era which i'm calling 2020 to 2023 okay i've done it for the ip era which is essentially 2010 yeah to 2020 yeah. okay um and just looking at it i mean this is you won't find many streaks it's not it's not fatigue. Yeah. But this is here are the domestic winners in order from 2019 to 2010. Okay. okay? Avengers Endgame, Boy. Black Panther, Star Wars The Last Jedi, mm. Rogue One a Star Wars Story, Star Wars The Force Awakens, American Sniper, The Hunger Games Catching Fire, The Avengers, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and Toy Story 3. Those are your domestic winners from yep. 2019 to 2010. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of American Sniper, uh-huh. everything is part of a franchise it is. or thing. Now, it gets even crazier in the mm. worldwide because it just goes Marvel, yeah. Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Transformers, Frozen, Marvel, Harry yeah. Potter, Toy Story. Yeah. And then the longest streak um, is Black Panther with five weeks, oddly enough. Though technically yeah. Avatar was five weeks in 2010 but seven weeks overall but regardless that's um hard. i mean five, everything yeah. else everything else in the longest streaks jumanji welcome to the jungle the hobbit battle of the five armies uh-huh. furious seven guardians of the galaxy hunger games mocking j part two hunger games and then oddly the help yeah was a four weeker four but, but four weeks that's it that's amazing yeah Right, Black Panther was the one at five weeks. Whereas in the '90s, Titanic had 15 weeks. Well, it, but, yeah, because um, that was like December to April. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But um, I guess my point is, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I've always right. defended that. This is what the people want to see. And if they're making good movies on it, because if I look at that list, I'm not really a big Last Jedi or Rogue One fan. I love Force Awakens. I love sure. Black Panther. I love Endgame. I guess my point is, is that there was a point in the culture especially with Marvel, it's, it's like when a band hits big, we're, we're seeing this right now with Taylor Swift. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. People are going to, people are going to be mad at me for saying this and the Swifties might come after me, oh, but boy. we are seeing almost two, an oversaturation. Two, two reasons this show is going to be historic. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. But we're seeing an oversaturation of the market. Like she is we are. everywhere. You are and I think it's going to get to the point. I think it's already happened to her before she had like a down part, like where people were like anti Taylor Swift for a while. Right. And now she's super popular again. We're seeing the same thing with Marvel. It's just like any anybody that's overexposed. Like I think that first of all, the fact that it lasted oh yeah this long is yeah, astounding. Can't, can't hate on and, it. Yeah, same. And the fact that my go-to phrase used to be that Kevin Feige was twenty-three for twenty-three, uh-huh. twenty-four for twenty-four. 
that batting average is still good, but it's not perfect. Agreed. And and I and I, I think and if you look at the other, what was the other franchise I mentioned in those domestics during Star the Wars. 2010s? Star Wars. What has happened to Star Wars? They're overexposure. The yeah, they're off the rails. Overexposure. I'm afraid. Now I think the quality in Marvel is still better than what Star Wars is putting out. I agree. But, but it is starting to wear on the super fans like me. I'm. I used to be the shill. I used to defend everything. It's harder to defend now, and it's not. It's not to say that, um, you know, the Marvels is bad, which we'll get into our five minutes or anything. It's just that they created such a machine of power, like they they managed to find that perfect blend of audience satisfaction and actual artistic merit. Yeah, that you you couldn't argue with the results, and that's why someone like me was so vehemently defensive. Sure. With the Scorsese stuff. Now, the problem is, is now that Scorsese's out saying this stuff again, yeah. that's, it's harder to defend because I'm not saying yeah. he's right about what art is, but, but we are getting to yeah. that saturation point with, with Marvel where it's like, you know. Well, here. But, yeah. Go know, ahead. Well, here's where I'm at. Um, I, I The saturation to me. Well, two things. Well, three things. Um, I think there is a gulf of difference across three things between saturation fatigue and hate um yes. where i think three things are out there to differing levels depending on your depending on your taste depending on your interest where i don't think one equivocates the other two by any means like i okay. think the saturation is completely real like that's 100 yes. no, no doubt about it now for for the people who are into that you, they can't get enough of it. It doesn't right. matter how saturated it is; it's glorious, and exactly. and God bless those folks who who love that and, and where the saturation is for them. Um, mm -hmm. Because and again, I and I also can't fault the business end of it where this is what people are asking for. This is what's making money. Throw those big, you know, throw those big things out there. Be the too big to fail. We talked about here this past summer on on our cross call, you know, our cross show stuff. Where it, it, I mean, if you can afford to pay, if you can afford to make it, and people are coming. Why wouldn't you not? I mean, you, you, the, the lottery ticket comes in pretty well every time um, in the saturation department. Um, also, between COVID and and now a strike, we're we're going to reach two points where, we, well, everything just got stacked up poorly, where it just yeah. landed. COVID didn't help because now everything had to get bumped and scheduled in a weird way where we had a completely oversaturated year that just that I think really ruined it. I think 2020 and 2021 mm -hmm. where everything had to come out because there was just this log jam that got unclogged. It was just unfortunate because whenever that, I think it was 2021 where Marvel had like six goddamn shows, where it's just, Hey, too much. Yep. Do a seasonal thing. Yep. One, of the, one, two, not six. Um, where, and that's not, yep. and that's not, and some of that's not their fault, but at the same time, cause you can't slow roll and delay your entire machine just because of a bad COVID year. So not their fault, but at the same time, they could have handled that better. But that's that's saturation. Sure. Fatigue is, I think, fatigue points to the quality part. Where, um, and I think that's the diminishing returns we're starting to see with Feige, where that betting error just slipping. Where these yeah. films, like they have not, I for a while there, you and I both appreciate, especially in the TV end, the the grief the grief sessions that were post end game, like they felt appropriate. They felt earned. They felt important. And they highlighted characters that normally we didn't get to highlight in the movies. And they were given great credence on TV to 
to take that story a shade further, whether it was WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, um, and even to an extent Loki. We weren't super big Loki fans, but at least it, it did something interesting with those characters um, where the fatigue from that wasn't too bad because it felt like the natural following to Endgame. But the hard part is where, where you get to fatigue is at the same time, DC's trying to copy you and then Marvel doesn't have a great fourth phase without the crutch of the multiverse. Now, Spider-Man's great. Yep. And Sean, we've sure. talked about the highlights that are in there, but like uh, from a mm-hmm. whole, from the whole, from the large level standpoint of this full storytelling, other than those small features we talk about in, in inside there, the large scale storytelling has been a mess and that will cause fatigue every time where you're, where you feel like you're pedaling uphill. And then the third factor that I'm thinking of here that is again, different for everybody. And is, and I, again, I don't want to say it, it is because of the other two is when people just start out hating and, and, but yeah. I, but there's, but there, we have a fickle mob of folks who wear um, saturation is enough where the, it's not cool to like the popular thing. So it's fun to start hating on sure. it. And sure. then the fatigue has pushed people's buttons enough where now I hate the thing I'm fatigued by where the weak mind, I don't want to say the weak minded, but just the weak constitution people who just don't see the cycles aren't patient enough to wait back and go, Hey, good things will come. They'll figure it out. Course corrections are there. Trust the creative process, trust in Kevin Feige. Um, all of those things have led some people. And then you've got the industry backlash of the Scorsese's and the, the news and all the people who talk shit where the hate is starting to become easier to accept and be more popular. With, unfortunately, Sure. Even though, I, even sure. though I'm dr- trying to connect, and unfortunately, because of people's fatigue and people's saturation, so yeah, we're and, in a tough place where those three things are coming to a head, and it might even come to a head. Unfortunately, with this film that we're going to feature, well, today. yeah, we're going to talk about it in a second. But I, the, the other thing I'm going to say is, that, yeah, like I said, it's not a an indictment on this film that made no, me like the, give up my yeah my shieldum. It's but the darts, just, but the darts are going to be out for this movie, and it sucks that it has to be on. This yeah. Movie. It, and it's it's it because it. there, the other problem is and something you and I have been fighting against uh, for a long time. Yeah. But the problem with the Marvel machine is that they they were hitting they were doing so well for so, so well. long mm. that it's hard to accept anything less at that yeah. point because they were yeah. so good. I mean, we so, saw this. I've always talked about this in a smaller scale with the X-Men franchise where the MCU is mixing five, six franchises at the same time and, and hoping for bigger stories along the way. X-Men, once they did like the big blowout days of future past or, or, or like, where do you go from there? Like you can't go back and tell a Morlock story. You can't go back and tell a small right. gambit centered, you know, little societal story. You go to apocalypse. And once you fuck the biggest thing you have, like the biggest Trump card in your, in your rogues gallery. Well, other than dark Phoenix, which you fuck up again. Fuck up also. twice. Like that's <laughs> twice, the thing. Like, yeah. so when you, when you, that, that's the classic franchise to me that they felt like they had to top themselves every time. And sometimes just don't, or you better slow yeah. your roll and start smaller. And, milk that as long as you can and even spider-man was really tempted to go there with the tom holland stuff where i think some of that is no way home where course correcting him down thanks to whatever fucked up retcon is the multiverse to bring him back down a street level hero will save that character's butt because he's not a space-faring crazy avenger he's fucking spider-man let him go be a kid in new york but well but the popularity says bring him into the big step so well and what i was gonna say is that it's it's a shame because this movie 
I think is above average. I think yeah. it's fine. Like Dang. I think it's a fine movie. And the, the problem yeah. is, is that the machine is, is so built up to you're supposed to expect something more grandiose, bigger, yeah. more momentous that, you know, um, the, the fact that we can't just get a, a, a fine movie anymore. Yeah. But that's also a cult. That's also a cultural thing. We've talked about how everything's the greatest of the worst. Uh, so Nothing true. is just fine anymore. Remember when someone commented, we were talking about killers of the flower moon and someone's like two and a half stars, three stars. It can't be that bad. I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, not that's bad. not like right in that's the middle. Not yeah. Bad. It's just, it's not great. And yeah. like, I, I just, I can't remember when we could watch films that were fine. So I think this movie probable box office failure and probable critical failure is going to be on the fact that Marvel is just, has not allowed themselves to just make fine movies. They yeah. have to be um, all out or nothing. Yeah. And this movie yeah. is kind of just a, a a nice movie. Yeah. It's just well, nice. Now that we've gotten to talking about the movie, <laughs> I'm going to do yeah. the read before the five, before the minutes. Ah! The we've come that far on the show. So before we do our five minutes, let's take a quick break for a short announcement from our non-corporate partners and friends. You've been listening to another fine, fine podcast on the rumination radio network. This is game agent ET from, Oh God, it hurts. And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcast here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. All right, welcome back. Um, I guess I count as the lover, so I'll try to hit a five first here. Well, what'd um, you what would you rate it? We'll have to determine. What'd you I rate was, it? You know, I, was, I use halves. I don't you know do I use halves. I, I did three. I did three and a half. So. Oh, well, then you go first. All right, I'm gonna go first. Okay. I promise. I'll, I promise I'm gonna hate on it. That's for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably truncate it a little bit since I you're went good. Off you're, on it's, it, it's all right. All right. All right. The Marvels. Look, um, regardless of the myriad, you know, uh, lack of people wanting to accept that Captain Marvel was a billion dollar movie. I mean, the amount of energy people will go to to talk about how it isn't really a billion dollar movie. Everything from Disney bought all the tickets, which doesn't make any sense to, well, it came before Endgame, so it made a billion because anything could. And I'm like, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp came out before Endgame also and did not make a billion dollars. There is there is definitely some just un... I don't even know how to to describe it. There's just some hatred out there for the character, the actress who plays Captain Marvel, that film in itself. It's like people don't want to accept that it was a hit film. There's always an excuse built in. Something's built in. And I think that's carried over for years. I mean, at this point, it's been four or five years since that movie came out. And, you know, people have been saying since the beginning that this was going to be a bomb. And I think the cultural consciousness has kind of taken it over. And to the point where even Brie Larson's like, this is just not worth my time anymore. Which is kind of a shame because it's nice to have a big name like that. I don't think... She's the greatest choice for this character. I, I think she's a great actress. I just don't know. It's kind of like how I'm not going to say she's this bad, but it's kind of like how Natalie Portman's a great actress, but she's really bad in the Star Wars movies. I'm not saying that Brie Larson is bad in these movies. It's just there's a little bit of a disconnect with the character. I think they probably could have found someone a little bit different to play it. I'm not saying anything against Brie Larson at all in terms of her personal views or anything like that. I just don't know if she's the right fit for this character, and that's fine. Luckily, this movie has 
two supporting actresses that are perfect for their roles that really do a lot of the heavy lifting in Tiona Paris in Amon Vellani. But, um, you know, I was just saying that it's Marvel built such a, such a machine, such an impressive and artistically consistent machine that anything less than an end game at this point is, is folly for them because uh, people are chasing that end game feeling uh, which, which Spider-Man no way home got closest to doing. But uh, people are just kind of expecting something different now. They've set themselves up with too much success. And that's a shame because, to me, the Marvels, and I, and I kind of made one of our friends mad about this because he's a fellow Star Trek fan. And he was like, there's no way this is like Star Trek. But I really felt like this was an episode of Star Trek. Now, I'm not saying it's a one-for-one -one example, but we kind of got some... You know, some cool space stuff, some cutesy little, like, cutesy little throwback stuff, you know, like the eggs being laid with all the flurkin in it, and uh, kind of the very, especially when it came to movies and Star Trek movies, the kind of very rushed um, uh, ethics of everything, where it's like, you know, you have some great ideas, and you kind of have to give it the quick, the quick run-through, not the, not the deep examination you would get in a TV show. But, you know, there was fun to be had. There was a lot of cool sci-fi stuff. Some of it inexplicable. Some of it fine. Um, I also think it's a really... I mean, I've been seeing a lot of reviews saying that the visual effects are bad. Uh, I think this is... I think for whatever reason, the cosmic stuff really gets the good visual effects because this and Guardians 3 look really good. I think the visual effects look great. I think Nia DaCosta does an excellent job directing this picture. She has some really cool-looking... Uh, shot selection and, and setups and um, there's a really beautiful playing with lights and galaxies and all kinds of stuff I think it's a good looking movie it's well directed it's got a sense of fun to it the stakes aren't really that big I've heard people mention that <laughs> this might have ripped off space balls in terms of some of the mechanics of the villains plot but it's just it's a fine movie it's fine like it's 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 not transcendent it it feels like an episode of a show. And at this point, frankly, you know, Marvel is kind of an episode thing. I mean, there's 33 movies and like 12 series at this point. I mean, there's a lot of content. It feels like a long running show and that's okay. It's just a shame that because of the success Marvel set up, because of the, for whatever reason, hatred that people have for this actress, this character, this whatever, um, you know, this is going to fail probably. And it's a shame because, you know, and this is a problem with movie culture in general. Nothing can just be fine anymore. It's just everything's got to be the best or the worst or whatever. And the Marvels is in any other era would it be a perfectly serviceable superhero film. Just unfortunately, in this day and age, it's going to be considered a bad one. And I just don't agree with that. Three and a half stars for me. Um. I'd say go see it. Just enjoy yourself. Have fun and be okay with the fact that it's fine. Well done. Well done. Now, I think we're about even because I know I don't do halves, but um, my three is right there with it where I'm same. I, this is just fun and let it, let it be fun. And I actually think of the movies we've seen post Disney plus era of, uh, of the shows coming in. I think this movie does the best job of incorporating a TV show into the movie where like the, like the Kang stuff within Loki's kind of just shows up in a man without a great level of connection or explanation. Um, 
we haven't really i mean every and then the events of hawkeye haven't been handled really in a movie that we obviously the the next captain america movie will maybe give falcon and winter soldier some credence to you know to make that show kind of matter even though he'll be too many years after it by this point and then i I think wandavision to me we talked about this when we did the doctor strange episode like i feel like doctor strange um kind of undid what was the healed kind of settled ending that was the wandavision where i don't think that's you know that's properly springboarded from the tv show the way that this one does where you have that 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 season finale cameo of brie larson showing up with the power switch thing which becomes the body switch kind of trope used in the movie to great effect and that's a that's all the springboard you need the show ends with this little twist the movie comes in not terribly long after to be like hey here's where that's going with or here's where that's going to and where it's going to mean and by the way here's the other piece of it that we've been missing for a little bit with monica rambo and it she doesn't feel shoehorned in at all and i it, like and then yeah to do this at a star trek level i think that's a great comp will because when we watch some of those um next generation movies you know when you get to the uh, i know first contact is a banger but when you get to like insurrection, insurrection and nemesis and some of those just little tweeners where you just have a long enough story to be two hours without having to be earth shattering, destroy every enterprise every time kind of thing where a movie doesn't have to do that. Just tell a good story with these characters, continue what you want to do with them, grow them where you can and have fun while you do it. That's all I was looking for. Uh, and you know me, I'm not a big capital E expectations guy where whatever I, I shrug my shoulders and go, I don't know what the fuck everyone else wants. Um, because I see, three really fun strong positive role model female characters given a chance with a female director to make a to just have a good movie that is light on its feet um it's, it's sweeping with its visuals um exciting with its action uh and it still has its marvel mistakes here and there we're talking about a three-star movie not a five-star movie but there's not a there's not enough wrong with this to make this the thing that gets all the darts in the dartboard um, and that's going to be an unfortunate thing for this movie. And I'm with you. It's going to be a shame if this thing really, really tanks at the box office. And it, and it looks like it will because that budget is like at 275. And if this movie opens at 50 or at 60, it's going to need a whole lot of international money to make that up. And I I feel bad because this isn't the movie that should be that should have to wear the lampshade. It should be some of those dog shit ones from last year um, or or something along the way or or just other places and and i and i will get to this more in the 30 minute part but um I, i'll be the one that just throws the dartboard right back it, it's i see the fragile i see the fragile male ego challenged by a movie that doesn't give a shit about your opinion and i and i i question all those like the facebook meme level of like the pickup truck white sunglasses hat wearing goatee assholes that likely don't like this movie because a woman who's better than them and will always be better than them is in charge and doing really good things. And I just don't get the attitudes of folks who just, whatever it is, anti Captain Marvel, anti Brie Larson, anti, I just, I, I can't, I can't roll with that misogyny and, or just chauvinistic attitude that people put on this movie. And, I, I wish there was a bigger, especially here post Barbie. I wish there was a bigger pushback of like, hey, we've got three really fun things going on with with these ladies. Give them that shot. Let them have fun. And or hey, let's champion a little bit of this. Like, because mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that this is for the Barbie crowd or this is for the Taylor Swift crowd or for every cat lover in the world, even though it is. Um, but um, 
there's to me there's an audience that doesn't get movies like this enough that come out here and see this movie because you've got a good time and if it lets you go back and watch a tv show again to catch up so what you 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 could do worse with than Miss Marvel when it comes to TV shows. So mm-hmm. we'll get to this a little more as we go. And we and like you said, we kind of covered a bit of this with our with our opening volleys of just where this whole you know, landscape of this is. But no, this is not this is not a. You're right. This is not a great movie, nor did it have to be. But it's just a darn good easy movie. And here we are, the holiday times where, yeah, over November, over Thanksgiving break, take the family because this is. This is, I mean, it's PG-13, but it's squeaky clean enough. You can bring the 10 yeah. You know, it's it's a good mm-hmm. movie. <clears throat> nice. We don't have to do the break. Don't you do the break. That. Hop right in. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm gonna fight back with you on a little something first, and it's not going to be the, for the reason you think. It's, it's okay. About the, TV, about the TV show thing. Um, yeah. I think for the most part, um, yes, Doctor Strange, you kind of have to know where um wanda's coming from and you kind of have to know what happened in wandavision a little bit yeah um and in this one you gotta kind of know what's going on with miss marvel well, you i need think... it but they bring it up right with the but here's to it here's the problem this also is kind of a good comp with star trek as well because yeah, yeah. the problem with things that go from a tv series to a movie is somebody and something is going to get short shrift that's true and and the problem with this movie is is i think some of the best elements of the lightheartedness and the fun has to be uh, short shrifted a little bit for the general audience who hasn't watched Miss Marvel because, okay. like for example, the family. Her, you know, uh, oh yeah, Kamala's family really gets kind of. I mean, they're funny and charming, yeah. and it's probably because you and I have seen the show. Yeah, but I can imagine if someone hasn't seen the show, they're probably going to find them pretty annoying yeah, or like, inconsequential. Get these off the screen. That's true. That's right. True. And and I think that is one of the issues. Not not that you have to do the homework. It's more hmm. that and the same thing with Star Trek. It's like when you watch a Star Trek: The Next Generation movie, they did a better job with the original crew. But Star Trek: The Next Generation movie, you're pretty much getting Data and Picard and maybe Riker. The rest are yeah. pretty much like two or three lines and yeah. they're in the background. Yeah. This is going to happen with this one is, is the, the, the problem is, is we got to see Miss Marvel on such a more deeper detailed level. Um, and then to see her kind of become the third lead and, and everything about her becomes a little bit more broad, or, a little bit more, or the shrinking of Nick Fury as well. Like who was so instrumental in the first movie is, yeah. is the sideline sideline staff guy in this movie. He's pure comic relief in this, which I'm fine with. I enjoy. Same. I enjoy, uh, especially after what I've seen of Secret Invasion, I haven't finished it, Yeah, but, um, you know, just the dourness of it. It's nice to see him just kind of making jokes like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that that whole thing where he's, you know, she starts praying and he's like, I'll keep it up. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Like, you know, that's some hilarious shit. But um, no, it's just that's that's where I think I think a lot of people think like, oh, if you have to do all this homework, the movies can't be good. I don't think that's a problem. I Mm -hmm. think that seeing characters that have a lot of potential get kind of narrowed down sure. it's, it because well and it's this movie has yeah. marvel's number one quintessential problem of the one-dimensional untapped poorly explained villain we're back to another ronin the accuser we're back to another i don't Estellas. mind as much nah, I mean, I, yeah but like when you, when you, you want to go for if you want to be better than good you got to have a great villain. And this is another one of those Marvel mistakes sure, that they've sure. never figured out. So it's uh, that's never bothered me because like, well, cause you got to be, you, know, you got your Cosmo rod up for this woman. In that's true. I think she's, yeah. oh, you know what? If she's good enough for Tom, <laughs> if she's good enough for Tom Hiddleston, 
Oh, that's right. They're, they're getting married. My, so my daughter, we watched this movie, right? And yeah. like, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, all, all into this chick. I'm just like, yeah, she's cool. She can do whatever she wants to me. Yeah. And my, and my, every time this girl came up on the screen, my daughter's like, Ugh, I hate her. And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't until today that I found yeah. out. Cause she's, she loves Tom Hiddleston. Loves Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah. I she get why. So mad. Yeah. She is so mad that that girl is engaged to Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> so all day I've been sending pictures of the two of them together to her over text. And she's like, stop it, dad. But she, she really did not like this villain because in real life, she's going to get married to uh, Loki himself. But um, I, I don't know. Like, cause sometimes it depends. I mean, yes, there's like, and we're go- we'll go back to the Star Trek examples, right? Yeah. Like, Villain of the week. Yes, stuff. You, we've been there. You have you have your your cons and your board queens, sure. Mm-hmm. But and those tend to be the better uh, the movies that are seen as better. True. But but you know sometimes you just have to have a villain to move the plot along, and that helps know, the main characters. But, and I don't yeah. I don't mind that. But you, that's the thing. This ties back into though what we're talking about about Marvel setting themselves up with so much success because they overcame that problem and then started giving us really great villains. Mm-hmm. And now it is kind of reverting back a little bit. And that's yeah. and that's that's fine. But that's the other thing. It's like, I think for an episode of Star Trek or an episode of Marvel, she's perfectly fine in terms of motivating the plot and getting the mm-hmm. characters to interact and move with each other. And if this was anything else, I think the the the, the villain would be perfectly serviceable and acceptable. Yeah. I, I think the fact that it's in a Marvel movie and it needs to be this bigger than life thing. Um, now that said, there okay. are a number, there are a number of really great things they could have done with the villain. Here we go. Um, like for example, the, the whole idea of Captain Marvel being like the Kree's, mm-hmm. you know, destroyer, the annihilator. Yeah. Um, that's a really cool concept. Like, yeah. I, I think that's something that unfortunately, because of the short shrifting that has to be done to get to make this a Marvel's movie and not a Captain Marvel movie, um, you know, that falls a little short. But I think if, you know, if they could have focused on that, you know, that would have been a really interesting debate because you are looking at someone who thought they did something right and actually did something really bad. And you have someone, you, you kind of have, you kind of have a, um, you know, uh, a wish.com, Killmonger, mm-hmm. really, like someone who feels betrayed and has to go to extraneous means, yeah, to to accomplish their goals. So there is definitely some stuff missing there that I, I think could have been, and that yeah, much better done. But and that's enough know. for me to ding the store card down from great down to good. So I mean, sure, like, sure, sure. I guess, but you. I, but, you, but you're right though. The, the people who are more hateful and more fatigued are dinging it a whole lot harder than just me going ah, you know, sure. like yeah. So it's it's unfortunate. Um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to hop over to the Brie Larson stuff. Um, I, I'm really tired of, and I've been tired for a long time. Anybody will ask me, I'm really tired of the reluctant hero angsty bullshit. That's in every goddamn superhero movie, whether it's uh, Shazam, uh, every Spider-Man, um, and even Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern, where like that is the most overused trope of, I'm not sure if I want to be a hero. I, I, these powers are great and all that, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Take it and fuck, take the fucking ball and run with it. And you know who does Carol Danvers does because she, she's a hotshot fighter pilot who knows what the fuck she wants. She gets up when she's knocked down and has done so as they show in the first movie through her whole life where that girl's going to take no shit and take no crap. And I like that 
in a hero for a change compared to the wishy-washiness of the angsty angsty hero like get you on your team you need some ass kickers you need a person who will take a headbutt from thanos and look him right in the eye and go fucking do it again you know <laughs> or and just like i admire that because that's who i mean if we're doing the dc thing and mark Kronchek would love us for this that's who how jordan was supposed to be the take no shit fighter pilot who's like i got a ring now and i'm gonna use it i'm gonna save the fucking day not oh man i don't know what i'm gonna do like i'm ryan reynolds i'm really good looking what am i gonna do like no 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 brie larson takes the fucking ball and runs with it and i love that about her they and i it just to to have a movie continue her story and even in a there's a detriment to being the ass kicker of like hey i've overfixed something i'm the annihilator now in, in the eyes of other people like that's worth examining without unsharpening her edge and i admire that enough where and brie larson to me is the toughest cookie kind of person to do that because i've seen her mm -hmm. do her dramatic stuff in room where that woman is mm -hmm. that woman's stronger than we give her credit for and mm -hmm. the but the shit she gets from the online fan community and what and 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 all the other levels of junk is just unwarranted from a bunch of just weak people who like just just let her go because she's better than you fucking move on get mm -hmm. out of the way yeah, and what just what blows my mind is how how sustained the anger is too. Like, I, yeah, because we're in years now, which I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand like you can be upset in the moment, or you can yeah. be, you know. But and we talked about this on a previous episode or a future episode, depending on when it goes through. We talked about Joss Whedon when we when we talk about Captain sure. in the Woods, but. You know, he obviously has, you know, just like Mel Gibson does or any other person that says problematic history, like they have an effect on them. Mm -hmm. But like, it, it just feels like, you know, after a while you just go, oh yeah, Joss Whedon is maybe not the coolest guy and he's not getting as much work. And they've, you know, him and Mel Gibson and some other people have done some really bad things and they're kind of almost forgotten for what they've done. And like Brie Larson just stood up for herself and said a few things about women in cinema and white white male critics and mm -hmm. like you know no one is uh no one is more burdened than the white male i'll tell you what they don't <laughs> like to be told how bad they are i know so so like the, the the sustained outrage over this character is like insane it's like i said people to this day still will tell me well captain marvel only made that money because it came I, out after endgame just, or before yeah. endgame i'm like that's just not the, the case the dissonance is just unfathomable and i and i'm with you i thought it would go away with time i thought it would go away with a good movie that proved herself because like I, I go back to the first movie that scene where it's the stand-up scene you know where she yeah. she finally beats Annette Benning's kind of central intelligence, supreme intelligence control. You see the mm -hmm. flashback montages to all the time she's ever stood up. The fucking music swells. Her power finally manifests. And she just, one, she glows. And then two, she just, just the full unfurling of what she is, is just awestruck and awe-inspiring to me where I'm like, mm -hmm. like I said, I, I want that. I want that in my corner. This is like, I want that on my team. I want somebody who I watch do action and I go, holy shit, look what she can do. Because on the Avengers, there's not that many of those. Where, well, Thor has those moments when Thor fucking shows up in Wakanda. And then when Thor comes in and saves it, like Thor can do that. Uh, the Hulk kind of used to attempt to like in the Avengers, maybe when he when I'm always angry and he kind of shows up, it's great for a hot second. But then we've talked about on this show how he's been pussified ever since. But um. But Hawkeye's cute, but he's human. And, and Captain America's nice, but he's still 
uh, Captain America also has moments too, but I mean, and then Iron Man's just cocky to all hell. Like Iron Man is the confidence we have always wanted in a lot of these heroes while still being just cool as a motherfucking cucumber. But like, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know how you're blind. If you can't see her just, win, I, I, I don't know what else she has to do to win people over. I just, I, in character. Well, nothing at this point yeah. will ever. I know it's a shame. It, it, it won't matter. Like I said, she is, she's in two huge franchises right now and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So, I know. you know, I, yeah. I don't know what, um, she's a good enough actress where, yeah, if she, she takes cuts her losses and walks away, goes back to doing the, her, the short term 12s and the room and the rooms and finds great parts for her, especially as she, I liked her movie. She directed. Know? I liked oh, the yeah. movie. She directed the yeah. unicorn star. Was that what it's called? Something like um, that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. It, you know, her, her and Sam Jackson have a nice chemistry. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, she'll find you know. it. She'll find something. She's not, she's not it girl that will die. I know we talked in another show about it girls that will, that'll fade and die. I think an Oscar winner like her won't. I mean, I don't think she's Marissa Tomei where, or if she is someday when she's 40, you know, 50, 50 years old and still stunning, we'll be like, damn, what, how did we miss her this long? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 tough. I, like I said, I, I just I, I I do like going to the movies and just enjoying a good movie and mm-hmm. not having to have all the crap around it and all the yeah, blah blah blah. You know, I just the rhetoric uh, but, is getting thick. I'm with you. Where it's that, yeah. I have, probably that's where my fatigue is more. Like all of these movies, good or bad, are always as a combo kid. Every single one of these are dream fulfillment. Shit, I never thought I'd ever see in a movie. Oh yeah. So oh, every yeah. single one of them are still those. Every single one of them are 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 wondrous to me on some level. The fatigue mm-hmm. is probably more the the bullshit that has to come with it. You know, the the fact that we've got to appease this and chase that or have things over, you know, things overhyped, over over you know the expectations, the trailer stuff. Like it's it, it's the machine that comes with it is fatiguing me more than the projects themselves well and a couple of things let's talk about what one thing i put in my review is i said that you know i I did say that even though marvel's not killing it with the movies lately their cameo and end credit scene game is Mm -hmm. still yeah on point like because i mean for me a hawkeye person got to see a little hawkeye action i mean obviously it's the new Hawkeye, which yeah. is fine with me. I, I love Haley Steinfeld. She's great. But, by the way, for by the way, real quick sidebar: if you have not seen this movie for some reason, and you go to Letterbox and look at the cast, just don't look towards the bottom because it I reveals know. every single, yeah. um, every single uh, what do you call it uh, cameo from Tessa Thompson, who's a great. I, I could watch Tessa Thompson in anything. Uh-huh. Um, Haley Steinfeld, and then of course the big one, which is going to be talked about, is. Is Kelsey Grammer as as the mm-hmm. beast? Yeah. Um, um, you we talked about this a little off air. You're not too hot with it because you I, don't like it being in the multiverse, right. right? I think they're just. I think they're. I don't. I'm not. I'm not our friends that say fan service, but he he's there because you can get him. He's there because it's recognizable. Um, if we are truly gonna reboot and do a real X Men, he's not gonna be around for it. Where I, I think yeah. we're just and wherever, yeah. And then with with Binary, who is Lashana Lynch's character that we see in uniform that isn't the Captain Marvel stuff we saw in Doctor Strange two. Um, like right. where, wherever this version of Lashana Lynch is, uh, isn't it's just not. Yeah, this is gonna well, go nowhere. And I that's what I hate about the multiverse. Well, is, is, the Lashana, it, it's a big the Lashana, cocktease. The Lashana 
Lynch stuff will. I think it's going to be kind of like Doctor Strange with with Mr. Fantastic where and just like Spider-Man, they've set it up with Spider-Man that you can have Spider-Mans that look different too, like the yeah, yeah. and Andrew Griffiths. So it'll probably be a different Charles Xavier. They'll probably do something with Beast. I don't know. I mean, Kelsey Grammer, I don't know how old he is. I mean, I'm sure he can do voice work. He, he obviously wasn't. Yeah, voice work. His voice will be, his golden voice will be here for a long time. So, But I, I'm just, I was just excited to see it, whether it makes sense or not, you know, doesn't yeah, it, matter to me much. Hard part for to, me. to me, it's on the level of like when you saw uh, Thor's hammer at the end yeah, of yeah. Iron Man 2 or whatever. It was just like, holy shit, it's an X-Men. You know, like, like it was and just if, exciting. Yeah. The closer they get to that, because I, we've talked about this in the show here and there, or we've talked about it on other people's shows, like to, um, what, whatever this stagnant state that Marvel is in and likely being mm-hmm. made more stagnant by likely missing on the big heavy they were banking on with, with Jonathan, with, uh, uh, I forget his last name already, but um, um, Majors. Yeah, with, John, with, with Jonathan Majors likely being persona non grata uh, and, and you can't build around that, Whatever, and then obviously whatever diminishing returns that are happening between TV phase four, whatever this phase five thing is, and then whatever bomb this could potentially be, if course correction is coming somewhere, thanks to an actor, and and here we go with an actor strike as well, and and writing strike where a a new bubble's coming, and we just got a bunch of release dates here recently in the last 48 hours uh, from us recording this, where um, the bubble's coming where another dose of oversaturation is coming, but is it the right stuff coming? Or if massive course correction is needed, the X-Men are waiting underneath the glass door of break glass in case emergency. You got them. That would be instant fan. You know, you well, that in Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, be... Fantastic Four less than X-Men, but if you do, I mean, you do either one of them, right. They'll be, they'll be wonderful. And that, that can be some saviors for your retired Avengers to carry your Marvel banner. but where those don't look close by and no and yeah. unfortunately and i don't mean to be this guy or predict but like this young avengers thing which is definitely female centered is not going to go anywhere if the if the same crowd that's hating on this movie is not giving other things a chance they're not going to give kate bishop uh what's her name uh uh paul rudd's daughter in ant-man i just don't know the character's name cassie, cassie. they're not going to yeah. give cassie lang and they're not going to give kamala khan a shot they're going to think this is teeny bobber saved by the bell marvel and a dude unfortunately is not going to be into that where that's going to fall on his yeah. face and then we're going to get to secret wars with a villain that you can't keep with majors and this 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 phase is going to fall on his face without some help is that help captain america and anthony mackie i don't know because people kind of hate on the black guy too so like i i they're i love what they're trying to do to be inclusive and i'll always honor that but they're Ah, they're they're gonna run into some trouble and it's and i'm glad they're fighting trouble with trouble but at the same time we're, we're it, yeah it's gonna be weird for a bit here i don't know what and, and especially if they're long playing the x-men here well the the one thing that i think might give you a little bit of hope about the x-men being in their in the prime universe so to speak yeah is that they have the end of miss marvel did confirm that kamala khan is a mutant Yep. And I believe Namor was a mutant as Namor well. Namor was a mutant believe, as well. I believe they did confirm that. So yep. there will be mutants in it. I yep. just, it's going to, I think the problem with the X-Men. Well, it's dated. Is, it's, it's, 
you need World well, War II in the 60s, and we can't do that in 2020. Well, no, not not that. But I guess what I'm saying is, is like the way that they've unfolded with people finding out they have powers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They've done a pretty good job of like um, explaining it away. Like yeah. you know, like the Guardians people, they're out in another sector of the galaxy. You know, um, Vision makes a comment I think in Civil War where he says, you know. Um, the more of us that pop up, the more bad things that happen because more people find out or they become brave enough to release their powers mm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard to have this universe now that without the multiverse that has existed for 15 years on screen or yeah. actually technically more with the blip, like 20 years yeah. on screen and introduce a Charles Xavier or a, or, um, a magneto because yeah. I feel like they kind of have to have existed the too open for them to be, Oh, we totally forgot about this whole sector of people that have been here the whole time. Like, right. That's you be... can't hide mutants in the shadows. So without a least, new timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at least with the multiverse, you can introduce those characters without it being. Yeah. My... Such a burden. Cause I, I mean, how would you, so, oh, wait, I got a revisionist theory, but you go first. No, no, I was going to say that that's that's the problem they're going to have with the Fantastic Four and the Mm X-Men is how are you going to introduce these people when you've given no hints that they exist in the first place? I I mean, because I got away. I got away. Um, The way is I remember when they talked about it. uh, So when the blip happened, there was that massive release of energy that like encompassed the whole Earth. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, Schematically diagram on the screen and Captain. American Scarlet Witch or I'm sorry and Scar Joe are watching it and stuff like that. Where I'm yeah. wondering like if if that is set in like if I remember we're playing with weird timelines here because everything's five years ahead when we don't realize it is, but if that was in 2018 or 2019, if and then five years of blip and then all these years since blip to now, that's enough time where if that energy is what caused the mutation or, or caused genes around the world to start going in that direction yeah maybe you would have some young x-men here in 2025 20 like well our 2025 which is like 2030 their time our 2030 which is like 2035 their time you can somewhat accelerate some of that to have to happen but we've seen no seeds and no one has that great of planning well and then or yeah or if you were doing fantastic four a spaceship that's in orbit at the moment that is there getting bombarded by these rays from the blip would be a perfect time to, you know, convert some dudes into some fantastic fours. But um, we've, we've missed, we've missed those boats where you're right. It's going to take a big, and I, maybe there's, maybe they don't have a way where the multiverse is the only way to pull it off. Okay. Cause we, we still got to get through Deadpool three and fucking Hugh Jackman and more want and more well, because... Jansen more. They're, they're going to fuck around dilly dallying for screwing for shits and giggles. So, well, and because the problem is, I mean, I don't know if they, because there's such a fundamental aspect of the X-Men is how long they've been around because, exactly. yeah. because the, the key to their greatest, I'm not even going to say villain because sometimes he's an anti-hero. The greatest key to Eric Lenscher slash Magneto's yeah character is that he survived the holocaust exactly you know what i mean like we don't have that now yeah well i mean you could have that but then like what i'm saying is is you would have to have this mutant 
who's harbored these feelings. Because at this point, if it's 20, 25 or 2030 or whatever, right. you know, this dude, this dude's not at the age of 105 suddenly going to be like, oh, suddenly I hate all yeah. humans, right? No, I, like, and you'd have to, that's you'd, have to, you'd have to build so much mythology yeah. to explain why we've never, it's the problem that they had with Eternals. Yes. Because remember Eternals, like one thing that all they of this did, happened for so long, but where were they with everything else? You know? Well, th- th- that was a big part of the advertising campaign and they actually made a whole scene of it yeah. in the movie, which was like, why didn't you help out with Thanos? And they're like, ah, because we're not uh-huh. supposed to. It's and you're like, lame. what? Come on. You're like, yeah, it was really ridiculous. And that's the problem they're going to have to do with the X-Men, maybe yep. less so with the Fantastic Four, but more Fantastic so Four with the X-Men. Show up, but the X-Men, you're right. You're going to have a hard time. Where because I, when you're saying like it unlocks a gene, like part of part of the great thing about the X-Men stories is like, you have, and this is what Brian Singer did really well in the first X Men, is you have the the professors, uh, uh, Professor X's, and the Magnetos who have lived for seventy uh-huh. years, yeah. and then you have the fifteen year old rogue who kisses exactly. a boy and freaks out because, yeah, you know, or you have the small child who's growing up. Like if you do that thing where it's like the blip unleashed, mm-hmm. like the genes, you're only going to have mutants that are one generations worth without another one generation's worth there's yeah. not going to be a charles xavier because, yeah so i don't i just don't i mean i'm not i'm not i don't get paid by marvel no matter what you guys <laughs> said well i don't get paid anymore because i'm no longer the shill i've re, i've retired oh, that's right and I, i'm no longer the shill but uh <clears throat> no but it's going to take a lot of storytelling heavy lifting and i think that the mcu is at a really tough point right now trying to convince people to stick around that uh-huh. trying to go through all these gymnastics. Yeah. I think this is going to be the rare case, dude, where you're going to actually want the multiverse to cure. Some no, of this. I, yeah, I think it's going to, the way with the X-Men, it may take that is you're going to need a, a, a wild jump start that you're right. That hops over generations that you missed. Or, I mean, how long is, I mean, they needed to plant a whole lot more seeds than Namor and Kamala Khan. So like they're or 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 they or they do what I've always dreamed about, which is you really, 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 really take your dear sweet fucking time and slow play it where none of this is rushed. Like, go ahead and get through Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom, especially if you need that to replace Kang. Like run all that course now so that Mm -hmm. someday in 10 years from now, let alone five years since you announced it that you can get, finally get to the X-Men because then, then there is no doubt that you can't have Fassbender and, and Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman, like let that age out, which no one ever allows to happen, but maybe allow well, this one and, to happen, you know? Well, there, there's the corporate temptations to hide. They're going to pull the trigger sooner. Well, than later. a couple, a couple things with that. Yeah. Like we already kind of got the passing baton thing with, Days of Future Past. We yeah. got to see McAvoy and Patrick yeah. Stewart together. We got to see Fassbender and McKellen together. We got yeah. to see all that shit. That's fine. So it's not like we need that. Like no. the problem, the problem is we definitely don't need an X Men origin story. Like you'd have to well, just redo mythology right. for it to be done. Well, the pro- the problem with like so the, the problem with the Star Wars sequels, right? Uh huh. Is that if you're truly going to pass the torch, they really they did a good job with Han Solo, I think, but the rest they kind of like. They needed to have that moment where all three of them are together, uh, you know, Luke, Leia, and Han, 
Give Great. them one final adventure together. Instead, it was this truncated thing where you don't see Luke till the end of Force Awakens, and him and Han never talk to each other. Yeah, and him and Leia never really talk to each other. It's they they really yeah. screwed the pooch on the passing the baton part. And we're gonna get and, and we're gonna get Deadpool three. Well, and, and fucking around not, with unlock. And now you're undoing Hugh Jackman's perfect ending in Logan. So. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. for the most part, sure. Uh, I mean, that's where the multiverse comes in, I, and yeah. I'm okay with it because Deadpool's you know more comedy based anyway. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, I, I just think that like I you don't want to make the mistake if you need to bring those characters back. If you need to bring Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, which I don't think they would do, but if you need to, you need to do it now. Before if not, die. you need to let it, no, but no, yeah. but I also mean in terms of relevancy. Like other than that, you need to let. Otherwise, you need to let it go. Like you just need to wash. Yep. But they they kind of did a clever thing in Wandavision by teasing that, where it was like, oh, here's uh, what's his face, Quicksilver, the other Quicksilver, the Fox Quicksilver. Yeah. Remember, oh, and then great. it was a big, and then it was Amazing. a big yeah. joke. Like yeah. it was like, oh no, he's not really that Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. and, and you know like and they've obviously had um, they're, they're being too cute yeah they had professor x in doctor strange but i think they made it very clear because they made it very clear because it was a different captain marvel it's obviously not going to be what's his face is going to be mr yeah. fantastic they brought the guy back from well, that terrible inhuman show right it was very clear this isn't the professor x well, like, this that, isn't and that's the vibe x. i get out of hank mccoy here like we're just here fucking with us it, it's a it cock tease to me i i get i get that but there's gonna have to be some kind of i and i don't know where that is that it, it, and is that secret wars we've seen the calendar is that secret wars is that fantastic foreign galactus like what's it gonna take and they need to if if they're gonna do it yeah well here's what they need to well, do here's personally i think the only answer I, is, I think the only answer is let it let it let it fade and die because all the torch passing you said was already done in Days of Future Past. Closure was done in Logan. Closure was done with, you know, the, the X-Men sequels that failed with Jennifer Lawrence. And these cameos are just for the sake of multiverse shenanigans, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, anything yeah, else serious that. is just not going to work. Well, here's what I would love Marvel to do in general. And, and this is why I'm not the shill anymore. Uh -huh. um, there was a glorious, a glorious period of Star Wars fandom. That was 1984 to about 1995. Okay. And you want to know why that was great? Because <laughs> you got about two Ewok movies made yeah. for TV, and the rest was all books, like just books. The rest was your childhood imagination, re-renting the movies, living in that small universe. Mm -hmm. It was small. It was compact. You didn't have any Star Wars for a long time, and that and that's what made episode one even though i don't think it's as bad as everyone says it's not great yeah um yeah. It, that's what made it such a, an event because you're like holy shit star wars is back and then even between 2005 and 2015 10 years yeah you know where there wasn't really any star wars going on that made the force awakens such a i mean force awakens to this day has the highest domestic gross oh, of any film ever. Like yeah. even Titanic, it has bigger. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's almost a billion domestic. It's crazy. Yeah. Almost. But Marvel really needs to, like, I know they have some projects in the, you don't want to become WB and just shelve projects. No. But what free. they really, what they, what they need to do, you know, Loki's ended here. Um, Captain America's pushback. Um, 
Thunderbolts is pushed back. A lot of stuff is pushed back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying take a decade off because you're going to lose all your story momentum. Yeah. But you need to take some time off. You just I agree. need to take you need to take because now we're back know, to fatigue and saturation. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it would be a great idea if there's no releases in 2024 at all. Sounds like there's two. I think it's Deadpool 3, because I'm sure they're gonna start and um, Captain America, right? Is that it? No, Captain America has been moved to 2025. Shit, that's a long time away. So yeah, they're doing reshoots on it, and yeah. they're doing all kinds of. Let me, let's take a look while we're at it. Yeah, um, yeah. So pull it up. I know that I know that in January there's going to be, and I think this is a a good marketing move too. Marvel, kind of like what they did with Werewolf at, by Night, mm-hmm. where it's like a special presentation. There is going to be that Echo series coming out. Okay. Yeah. And and what the, what they're doing is they're going to put it under a different banner. Yeah. Kind of like what the comics did with when they did Marvel Knights. Yeah. And it's which definitely is like, gets redone that. Yeah. They need to do a dark version of things. Yeah. Yeah. So what they're going to Echo is going to be like it's going to be part of this new Marvel spotlight, which is like that. Yeah. Smaller stories, street level stuff. It's not involved in the continuity. I think that's going to be their excuse and a good way for them to push off some material to the side. Kind of do what Joker did, which is tell a Elseworld story. It's just Mm -hmm. a different, it's the Joker, it's in the Batman universe, but it's not the Batman universe. It should have been Moon Knight too, you know. Um, Moon Knight pretty much is, I think. I mean, that was their test run of like, hey, can we do one of these that isn't in the bigger universe? And here we are. Yeah, so so here's what's coming up. I'm just looking at a website. So Echo Season 1's next. That's supposed to come out January 2024. Now, with a lot of projects that you know that people don't have faith in, they're releasing it all on day to date, five episodes, that's it. And okay. so it's it's all available huh. January 10th. That's a that's a uh, hard drop. It's a hard drop. Um it says here there's supposed to be an Ironheart series, but oh. I haven't heard much about it. Oh, no, I haven't either. Um there was the Agatha Darkhold series with Catherine Hahn right. and Aubrey Plaza. I'd be done that's with supposed that. to be late 2024. Okay. Daredevil, I think, has been canceled, right? Or it's canceled at least or been... re, like back to studs, you know? Yeah, I think they're going back on it. Deadpool three looks like the first movie. It's scheduled for May third, twenty twenty four. Ooh, the May the so May we... spot. Okay, so weird. you know what? It looks like there's only one movie perfect coming out in twenty twenty four, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. Okay, because then it says Captain America: Brave New World has now been moved to twenty twenty five. It was going to come out only three months after Deadpool 3. So now it's oh, being moved wow. to 2025. Okay. Thunderbolts was going to come out December 2024. It's been moved to 2025. So how's next um, is 2025 right now? Blade is 2025. But that's been extensively reshot and fucked with too. Yeah, that's scheduled for February. Blade might come out. You know, they might push that too because I think they're moving captain america to february 2025 which means blade would have to come out later yeah um but that's three in 2025 but, without shows well and then Ooh. fantastic four is currently at 2025 oh, armor cool. armor wars has been in the making for like yeah. five years now they, they don't have a date for that shang chi 2 doesn't have a date ah, bummer spider-man 4 doesn't have a date they need one Oh, the Avengers ones have all been moved back. The secret, like 20, yeah. The you, my my the daughter game, was like, "I'm going to graduate high school." Secret Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. Those have been moved back. Um, yeah, so I think 
In this day and age, another thing I, I realized when I was going through making all these number one at the box office things is there were movies that came out like four years ago that felt like they came out like 15 years ago. Oh. Like time is yeah. an elixir. So, I mean, even if they only have one series that is a day and day drop, like it's five episodes in January and you get one movie in May and that's it. Mm-hmm. I think, and you, you wait until February, 2025, I think one movie and one and one and a half series is enough agreed i would prefer it's just one movie i prefer that they just kind of drop the the tv shows for now yeah um, i mean well you know me because of the fatigue and, and i and i love the long form storytelling where i would love the movies to go away and just stay television i know that just but your money makers are your movies so i, that's I, I how get, you make the money it's how you make the money i get it but but the way I it's looking TV, with man. The way it's looking with the pushback stuff, I mean, it yeah. looks like we're we're down to maybe. Like you won't start an X Men movie till twenty six, twenty seven at this point. Yeah, maybe we'll only get if they push Blade back. Maybe only two series and three movies in twenty twenty five. Like I still think it's too much, I but at, much too. at least at least with Marvels now being over already, even though it's the first week. Yeah. Um, you're not going to have anything for two months. Then you're going to have a very short series. That's kind of inconsequential to the continuity. And you're going to have another five months off. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Deadpool three, which is going to be a hit regardless. Cause yep. the first two were huge hits. Yep. And then and you're, you're going to have nothing. Yeah. Then you're going to have nothing for eight months, maybe that's seven your, or eight months. And that could be that enough could be your, time. That could be the healing bomb. Right. Could be. I would prefer, like I said, I'm not, I don't want it to be star Wars like necessarily where it's 10 years or 13 years, like it was between, you know, return yeah. of the Jedi and episode one, but like or, two or but three years wouldn't hurt. I, I wouldn't be against it because are these characters right now, you know, uh, that's the thing. Like, like, like here's the thing. Like look, go Tony down the Stark, roster. Who's rudderless right now. Cause I don't have like, I don't have anybody who's got like, you just, we talked about it. You just, retcon spider-man to be a street level hero oh good luck that's sony's problem anyway um we're waiting on and then everything else is delayed so like sam wilson what's going on there's no hope of like solving any eternal loose ends shang chi should have showed up at the at you know at the fight in dr strange shoot because it took place in comatage but no so he's rudderless um where's thor where well, what I'm at, everyone, what I'm at everyone's was, where's Black Panther? Like, there's we're all going Guardians, nowhere. The Guardians are broken up. Well, now. Oh, there is a Guardians team. It's yeah, led by Rocket, but like and, they're not Pratt the same sitting, team. And Chris Pratt sitting in fucking Kansas, so it's getting weird, you know. Well, what I meant, what I meant by that though was, is at this point, you know, I mean, you just saw it when you went to LA. The original six Avengers from the movies, they're forever those characters. They're they're yeah. as iconic mm-hmm. now as Indiana Jones. Like they mm-hmm. are. Chris Evans is Captain America. Tony Stark is an institution. Now he's an iconic character. Like people will remember him in 40 years. Mm-hmm. People aren't necessarily going to remember, unfortunately, like a Shang-Chi or I know. the new Hawkeye or yeah. even Ant-Man or anything. So it, the break might not kill this universe. No, but they shot you know their I mean? shot and the big studs are gone. We're on, we're, and we talked about it. We're on the grief session. We're on the multiverse. We're, we're, there's, 
there's no big there's no how to use the term for this movie there's no higher further faster they can go they blew they, here's the thing it's not like they blew their wad and lost though they blew their wad and won as much as you could ever win anything with two, yeah, no with two huge avengers movies like how many things do we ever get to see not really run off into the sunset but like win everything and still run off into the sunset oh there, yeah. there was yeah, no I mean... there was no marvel i there's no matching it like you just have to let end game go and, and i know we yeah. and, and the phase four grief sessions were cute but they should have just that and maybe the covid bubble should have been exactly that bubble we're talking about like hey let's dial it back street level heroes maybe let spider-man be the guy that swings us into the next place you know take him away from avengers and bring him back down to new york and grow it back organically but here we are still kind of screwing around with and i, I with hawkeye with 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 falcon with like the thunderbolts all these like retread villains or side characters like they're still squeezing the orange and you just didn't need to your orange was perfect the well luckily i mean luckily like you said they they started <clears throat> off on a good path like the the problem with <sighs> the problem with wandavision falcon and the winter soldier which is my favorite series yeah and hawkeye is there is a sense of finality to them like at this point, would I do I want to see Anthony Mackie as Captain America? Absolutely. The storytelling is very rich there that could sure. be done with that. But at the same time, there was a sense of finality of like, he's Captain America now, we're moving on. In the world, with yeah, Wanda, the world was that, yeah. With, with WandaVision, it's almost like, even though I like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, like, I didn't even you kind of had to, yeah. you kind of had to get your series finale in there. And there's yeah. kind of a finality like she's dead. And with Hawkeye transitioning, I know he passed the baton to Haile Steinfeld, but at the same time, like you, you felt a finality with that character. Yeah. Now with some of these other shows, it does feel like, like they're kind of like Ruffalo adding. is still in She-Hulk, you know, like we're still screwing around, you know. Yeah, there's yeah, like Wong is in everything now, and like yeah, th- it just seems like they're they started out with the TV shows on the right note of like adding those final epilogues yeah. to some of these characters yeah. that don't get them because and you loki know, Hawk- being and loki being the curveball curveball scripts are bringing a character back to life yeah loki is i don't know i have to see the next season to see what's going on right or if there's going to be a third one or not i hear he's um, done it too so i don't know i i i i i thought the first season was okay yeah um but uh yeah they just need to i mean guardians now has a sense of finality to it i you know me i wanted peter quill dead I wanted Scott Lang dead. Like, let's put some real finale. I actually, I actually did want um, if King Scott Lang to die too. If King matters, and you've got Cassie, if King matters this much, kill a motherfucker. Come, like, show him meaning business. Like, because when Thanos showed up, the Wasp, at least the Wasp, kill somebody. Kill like when Thanos showed up, he broke. You know, he broke down the Hulk and he snapped Loki's neck. Like, let's do that. You know, you want to announce your presence. Don't just lose a. Tongue lash into Scott Lang. Ah, so I don't I, get I, defeated by a bunch of ants. No offense, exactly. I love Ant Man, but like, yeah, like Michael Douglas beat him. Like, I know, like uh, if with that's a remote your, control, and that's your heavy. Like uh, then that's not enough. And then, uh, yeah. so we'll. I don't know. We're it's weird, and we're going long. Gosh, I didn't look at the clock tonight. Okay, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. I'm, Mitchell, appreciate it. We're talking about well the, the, the current state of cinema yeah, right now. We were. I, we were heading in that direction when we were talking about this show about like Marvel's recent announcements. Like there's some desperation in the house of like, do we bring back Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr.? I'm like, please, dear no, God, not. don't, don't you know? do that. Well, I think it's, um, 
my final thought on that is like the difference between the commentary you and I are making right now and the commentary like a Scorsese or something is making yeah. a lot of the film pros is they're talking about this as being like the end of cinema, the existence oh. of these movies. We want to yeah, save, yeah. we want to go back to when these were great movies. Like we just want this to be a great thing again. I agree. I, I think they're, I think they were great for cinema. They were I, great yeah, for the box I, office. They were great for storytelling. They were great for star making. Great for they were great for, yep, all of it. For yeah. everything. They were great for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, Chadwick Boseman was around, but without Black Panther, he, he's not the legend. Right? I know. It's, you know, like, yeah. we would have lost Robert Downey Jr. to the sands of time. We wouldn't have discovered the exactly. Chris Hemsworth or the Chris Pratts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just kind of a... And no one and, wants and to, you, yeah, the, the cinephiles don't want to admit that this saved the industry. Yeah, yeah, so we're coming at it from an angle of, like, Please save yourself. Yeah. Like we want you, right, we want you right. back. We, we want you back. Like and the best version of you can be. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> we miss you, baby. Yeah. And you and, up? But you people, up? but people demand, but but people demand it so hard that it has to be like we talk. Great. Yeah. Trash or masterpiece. Like they people are now expecting. Well, it has to be incredible and great. And when Captain Marvel does level great work just to do a good movie. That it won't be good enough for the voraciousness of the other folks, and that yeah, this yeah, this could be <clears throat> this. I mean, depending when we're recording this, it's Saturday night. I mean, who knows what the final numbers are going to be? I, I know the preview numbers were bad, and I know that the expectations are this is not going to open up very well. Yeah, um, low Rotten Tomato score. This could either, be because yeah. I mean, Ant Man did not make a great amount overall based on expectations. However, it's still made an absolute right. killing. Oh yeah. It's first it's two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it made on par what the first Ant-Man did. It made about 500 something million. Now yeah. that was something like they wanted this to be like a billion dollar thing. So I understand the disappointment there. It still made money. This could actually probably be the first bomb. I of, of the MCU. Cause it, I'm yeah. trying to think like that price tag is 275. So you're another Indiana a lot of international money. Yeah. Another Indiana Jones problem. And, and that's the, that's the thing is COVID. You, you can't really count those numbers. Our, our friend Byron Lafayette liked to talk about the decay of Marvel because Shang-Chi made 400 million. It's like, yeah, but no one could go to the theater to see it. You know, like mm-hmm. th- some of those numbers are a little skewed. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to see the financial impact, but if this is the first true, I mean, cause I'm trying to think back phase one, the incredible Hulk did not do very well. No, I think it, I think it made still like, very early, you know, I think it made like two sixty, mm-hmm. and its budget was like 180 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But like, this would truly be probably the first, I mean, we're talking Indiana Jones level, like it's, losing a hundred yeah. million. This could be the, and this could also lead to further delays. I think because they they could be like, Hey, you know, cause, cause at least with the dip in quality, they could say, "Hey, people still want to see it," and they right. could. And sure, Ant Man didn't make eight hundred million like we wanted, but guess what? It still made us six hundred million, and whatever. Like people wanted to see it, and people are still coming to the theaters to see Thor: Love and Thunder. It made eight hundred million. It's people are still coming to see Wakanda Forever. Made almost nine hundred million. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy made nine hundred million. It's like people are still going to see them. But if this is a true bomb, it's the first bomb. Mm. You know, that's going to make, I mean, I know it's the, the first one out of 33 that's a bomb. Yeah, bound to happen. But it's what it, what are you, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Or you, how do you, you know, rebound from this? Like, if you're watching it happen, what do you do next? Like, Kevin Feige, answer the call. Let's see what happens, you know? We'll see. We'll <clears> see. <throat> but we, we, we wish the best for you, Marvel. That's, yeah. 
that's what we that's what we want from you. So let's uh, let's close this up, um, folks. We now have merch from shirts to stickers. Find some sweet cinephile hissy fit swag on tpublic.com slash user slash ruminations radio network. Follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit, on Facebook at Cinephile His Fit Podcast, and Instagram at Cinephile Fits. Find me and Don by name on Letterboxd to check out our film reviews and ratings. We are also on Rotten Tomatoes, and we are charter members of the Independent Film Critics of America. Thank you so much for your loyal listenership and our tussles and for connecting with us on social media. Cinephile His Fit is a Ruminations Radio Network podcast sponsored by Film Obsessive. If you enjoyed this show, the Ruminations Radio Network has more excellent programming with stellar hosts and spirited topics. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our show and others on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And my last note is pour one out for the Marvel shill. He lived from 2008 until 2023. Rest in peace, my friend.